0: First thing in the morning, it's First Thing on WJR. Here's Mike
1: Parsons and Rene Vitale.
0: Well, it's not quite the Super Bowl, but it could mean the Super Bowl next season. Uh, I think to the shock of everybody, Ben Johnson is coming back next year with the Detroit Lions as offensive coordinator.
2: This is a great consolation prize. We'll take it.
0: It really was because, to me, this was the biggest concern in returning next year and having to replace Ben Johnson, who is, he's playing a different game than the rest of the NFL. He's a, he's a, a mad scientist. He's a evil genius. And it, it <laughs> seemed like even Dan Campbell uh, in this press conference earlier this week thought that Ben Johnson was going to Washington. Uh, but mean, yesterday he yesterday, <laughs> well, right, exactly. He's 37. He's the, he's the bell of the ball. Um, he's, even more so than Bill Belichick. they seem like there is more interest in him than Bill Belichick out there. And uh, yesterday he told both Washington and the Seattle Seahawks, thanks, but no thanks. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if it's because he wants to run it back and he thinks that he can win a, a, a title with this team. I don't know if it's because of the rumors that he was asking for too much money. There is also reports that, <laughs> He told Washington uh, that he was staying with Detroit as they were flying out to interview him. But either way, I don't care. We've got we've got him for one more season, and I think that uh, it, it, it and and I think we really need to maximize his last final season. And Campbell will make
2: sure that we do.
0: Yeah, and I don't think we're I don't think we're going to get a, a another Mulligan, so to speak like this and he's he's probably gonna be an even hotter head coach candidate next year so um lots of great news and, and even M Marshall Mathers is is happy that he's he's staying he posted on social media yesterday guess I should stop recording this diss track lol Ben Johnson <laughs> thanks for staying we can't break this team up especially since I'm on it. Coach Campbell we love you bro let's run it back next year I'm ready. I promise you I will get us to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Can, can they find a spot for M&M on special teams or the practice squad or something? What, what
2: do they do? What is it when they work in the front of the house or what do they call that in the office? Can't we put them in the office? Oh, a front <laughs> office? Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> front of the house. That's restaurants. <laughs> yeah, Or or just or, or just have them. Yeah. <laughs> you can work cash <laughs> register. Or or just have them out on the practice field and, and have them make diss tracks to any players that, that, that have to run laps or something. There you go. So, fantastic, fantastic news, and I think that uh, it, it almost feels it almost feels like we get a do over now because um, it would have been very tough to replace Ben Johnson, and we don't have to at least for now. Uh, yesterday, day four of the Jennifer Crumbly manslaughter trial, and I have to say, this one probably stirred anger in me more so than than other days of this trial but I'm going to let you recap it Renee and then I'll I'll give my thoughts. Yeah
2: on it. really a glimpse into the Crumbleys lives uh, was a big part of it. We heard from Nick Ejak. Ejak was the dean of students at the high school at the time of the shooting. He said that he was first alerted about the shooter a few days before the incident via email after a teacher caught the student looking up bullets in class but another administrator dealt with the concern that day. Then the day of the shooting Ejak said that he was sent another email about inappropriate drawings that the student made depicting a gun, bullet, and writing the words blood everywhere, and the thoughts won't stop, help me. EJAC said that he was part of the emergency meeting with Jennifer and her husband, James, soon that followed the drawing. He said that because the shooter was showing signs Of a mental health issue, discipline for the drawing did not seem like appropriate action. Jennifer's former boss, Andrew Smith, the COO of a real estate company, he took the stand and shared details about their interactions over the phone and in person on the day of the shooting, as well as her behavior that day. He said that he saw Crumbly at the office around noon of the day of the shooting, and she he asked her how she was doing. Crumbly mentioned that she had to get her son counseling and Smith said that the mother appeared down and that she had to, she felt like she was failing her son. And then footage was also shown of Jennifer distraught in the back of a cop car two hours after the shooting. And then one of the witnesses called Tuesday was Detective Adam Stoyak. He works with the Oakland County Sheriff's Office. Shortly after the shooting, Stoyak was reassigned from clearing classrooms at the school to secure the Oxford home where the shooter lived with his parents. And then prosecutors shared dozens of photos of the crumblies their home on the day of and after the shooting these photos included pictures of the shooter's two bedrooms that he had in which there were images of shell casings on the shooter's nightstand shooting targets above the bed an empty bottle of whiskey on the floor and then in the second bedroom authorities found a bb gun and then photos taken outside of the home show carbon dioxide cartridges outside in the snow on the day of the shooting and these cartridges are associated with airsoft guns in the parents' bedroom, authorities found an empty gun case lying open on the bed and an empty box of 9 millimeter ammunition. They also found two or more handguns locked in a gun safe in the parents' dresser with a box of ammunition and two magazines located behind it.
0: Yeah, and, and the pictures of the house, it was in complete disarray.
2: Oh my gosh, uh, I, I <coughs> it, it looked like, how do you live in a house like that?
0: Yeah, I mean it was complete chaos. I think if anything, it speaks to probably the instability of what it, what what the shooter's home life was. And I, I want to go back to this dean of students. All right, I know he's not on trial, the school's not on trial, but a lot of a lot of stuff that's come out in these testimonies, you can see why the school was trying to. Um, advise people not to cooperate with investigations. You can see why they didn't take Dana Nessel up on her offer for an independent investigation.
2: Well, sure. There were so many signs that different actions should have been taken. Just a symphony
0: of screw ups and, and near misses in this meeting between the crumblies Nicholas Ejack and the guidance counselor. I mean, even Nicholas Ejack even said, he said that he noticed that his backpack felt heavy nobody checked the
2: damn backpack it was the backpack it was books though right it could have been books i mean come on it could have been
0: yeah right and 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 i get it you know i i think we we said with the guidance counselor it shows that people it just didn't think something like this could happen but or they didn't
2: know what to look for i mean it could be lack of training and how to handle these situations
0: but the fact of the matter is there was a meeting because this kid was drawing guns all over his schoolwork, saying things like blood everywhere, the The thoughts won't stop, the voice of whatever, whatever he said. There are so many times it seems like people win against their instincts, yeah. and if just one person would have done one thing extra, I, this you know, all could have been avoided.
2: I agree with you because this isn't the first school shooting. We've been through how many before this, and you you would think that you'd be a little more vigilant in that setting to those types of signs, you know, it it being overly cautious at that point would have been a good thing.
0: So I I hope if anything else, this just causes people to be a little more vigilant. Like you said, Renee, Yeah, because there, there are so many times somebody could have just stopped this by doing something small and they either missed it or they thought that the shooter was was suicidal and having a mental health breakdown and they didn't want to upset him further but check the damn backpack and 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 that's what i'm coming away with it just you know you can see why why the school district has been so shady about this since since the beginning Mm -hmm. all right real quick before we go to break house republicans worked late into the night last night to bring forth articles of impeachment against Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas for dereliction of duty and failure to enforce U.S. immigration policy at the Mexican border. Uh, This is the first time in 150 years articles of impeachment have been brought against a member of the president's cabinet. Full House vote is expected sometime this week, but it's expected not to pass the Senate. And uh, Joe Biden has spoken out on the attack on the military base in Jordan.
2: Yep. He decided on a response to that attack that killed three American soldiers and wounded dozens of others. The administration has stressed that it wishes to avoid the risk of a wider regional war in the Middle East. But when asked if he had decided on a U.S. response to the attack, Biden replied yes. However, he did not elaborate on what the plan would be. He added that he holds Iran responsible for the deadly attack because of the country's role in supplying weapons, quote, to the people who did this.
0: Hamas is reportedly going over an offer from Israel for a two-month ceasefire in return for remaining hostages that were taken on October 7th. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says that he will not free thousands of Palestinian prisoners or withdraw from Gaza. Uh, Two major demands of Hamas, so it's not looking promising. And the Israeli military uh, releasing more details on the early morning raid at a hospital in the West Bank where members of the IDF disguise themselves as medical professionals and Palestinian women, killing three members of a Palestinian armed group, one which they said was planning an imminent terrorist attack. And good news for GM, they released their fourth quarter profits. They made $10 billion last wow. year. That's up from $8.9 billion the year before. All right, first thing, Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale, WJR. All right, so I kind of thought that uh, we'd get a little lull in the Taylor Swift talk. This week between uh, the the championship games and the Super Bowl, Uh, because I got I got to be honest, Renee, sometimes I struggle with with how much Taylor Swift we talk about on the show. But but we do try to keep it relevant from like a business news and cultural perspective,
2: newsworthy stories.
0: And so she keeps popping up in the news cycle. Uh, And I think a lot of the time it's uh, it's not by her own doing. So this has been floating around. Uh, It it was made famous by a post by Vivek Ramaswamy, the former 4chan candidate in the Republican primary. Uh, He thinks the Super Bowl is rigged. So the Chiefs will win and Taylor Swift will use that as way to endorse Joe Biden. Wow. Uh, Number one. Here's the thing. She doesn't need a Super Bowl to endorse anything. She is the most popular, influential celebrity on Earth. Right now, she's got the most loyal fan base. She makes an Instagram post, and it'll be seen by billions of people. Last year, she made a post about voter registration, and 35,000 people registered to vote. Yeah,
2: it's like the Super Bowl small potatoes of a platform for her.
0: Right, exactly, and... Look, also saying that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl and using it as evidence of this cockamamie oh conspiracy theory. Way to go
2: on a limb there, Vivek. Well, thank God that guy didn't work out as president.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> who knows? He, he might he might, he might. get some kind of uh, position in Donald Trump's cabinet. But gosh. Yes. <sighs> I mean, here's the thing. She may or may not endorse Joe Biden. I know that his camp is courting her endorsement and beside her instagram post last year on voter registration she has gotten involved in politics before well, I, sure. I guess i mean i guess she endorsed joe biden in 2020 but i don't really remember that like that wasn't a big deal um back in 2018 she endorsed uh, a, a guy named phil bresden for senate of tennessee he lost uh she uh endorsed a guy named jim cooper for house he won i i believe that he won and the reason she got involved is because the republicans running did not support gay marriage. And look, if your main beef with someone is that they registered a bunch of young people to vote because it gives the other party an unfair advantage. I think you need to examine your party's platform and electability. It's
2: not very American.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, you're going to start seeing the memes of, uh, uh, you know, pointing out, hypocrisy or or things that 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 taylor swift has done that has been contradictory to other things that she said in public i i mean you're gonna see well, the you're, you're let me see make the it meme.
2: yeah let me take it a step further i mean you know they call uh kelsey what mr vaccination or whatever vaxer or whatever yeah. maybe that's all part of the plan too this is all fabricated this whole relationship all to endorse joe biden let's take it that right. let's go even crazier with the theories and, well, actually about, that
0: i Go ahead. It's funny you say that, Renee, because I've seen that I've, I've seen that floating around, ah, too.
2: Of course. And, and let's take it even further. What if what if the Lions would have made the Super Bowl? I mean, we all know that that Eminem made that diss track against Donald Trump, that video the cipher. Yeah. So what, were we going to get an endorsement from him for Joe Biden? I mean, you shut up, Vivek. Gosh. Well, you know,
0: well, you know, you, you know, all these people are are, are part of the Illuminati. Yeah. <sighs> so. So well, and here's the other thing, Renee. All right, Donald Donald Trump obviously he is a very loyal, mobilized at 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 times rabid base. Um, no, but but I, look, I wouldn't mess with the MAGA base. But if a fight breaks out between MAGAs and Swifties, the MAGAs <laughs> don't want any of that that smoke. No, I think.
1: they do you want to get
0: nuts? Come on, this
3: one, let's get nuts.
0: Yeah, it would get nuts. I mean, this would be even more of an epic battle than Sean Fain versus Donald Trump. Oh, so my gosh. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing, uh, MAGA and, and people who are running uh, PR and in, in, in support for Donald Trump. We have free speech. You can say whatever you want. It's your right to not like Taylor Swift. But be careful, man. Those Swifties, they will cut you. They will cut you. And, and here's the other thing. To Renee, if Taylor Swift can somehow get Joe Biden reelected, if she could like drag his dead weight across the finish line, then she's Oprah. She she's is. the new Oprah, and, and that's very possible because you know Oprah is credited for for you know kind of lifting Barack Obama to his national platform. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, we'll see. But uh, I, I saw another great comment too. Um, in, in, in I, I forgot where I read this, so I wish I gave credit, but somebody said that young voters are notoriously unreliable. So really, if Donald Trump's camp wants to minimize Taylor Swift's effectiveness, if she does decide to endorse Joe Biden, probably the best thing is just to ignore it and hope they forget about it. Because if you're poking the bear, it's just going to mobilize them.
2: Right. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So we'll see what happens. And the thing is, we don't even know. We don't even know if she's planning on getting involved. It's just people are, people are either celebrating or panicking prematurely at the thought that she might.
2: Yeah. This is all just assumptions at this point.
0: Yeah. Another person that we feel like we uh, spend too much time talking about is Elon Musk. And, uh, his company, Neuralink, has kind of made science fiction reality uh, recently. This
2: is so crazy. Yeah, Neuralink has implanted a brain chip in a human. So last year, Musk's startup got the FDA's approval to test the Neuralink brain implant on humans. The device aims to help people with disabilities control computers and communicate by only using their thoughts. And during animal testing, the, the device allowed a monkey to play a computer game with their brain-making all the moves. Now, Musk says Neuralink's first human patient received the implant on Sunday and is recovering well. He says that the results show promising neuron spike detection, suggesting that the device is already gathering information from the patient's brain. Still, so it could be months before the public learns whether the device is fully working as intended. But for now, Neuralink's focus on analyzing the device's safety with its human trial. And it comes as the company has faced criticism in the past for its animal testing and reportedly false multi-business practices at its facilities in California and Texas. But this is huge because for years, scientists have worked on creating brain-computer interfaces, and now Musk's company could be one step closer to making the tech a reality and just changing how people communicate.
0: Yeah, and I believe that either that monkey or other monkeys uh, have died during testing. I don't know if uh, something if something happened with the chip shocking them or, or their body rejected it. but um, I believe that was two years ago and I, back in September, I believe the uh, I, I think it was the FDA, they approved they, they approved this uh, chip for testing. so yeah, Renee, when I first heard this, I, I thought it was kind of freaky. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a, a science fiction movie waiting to go wrong but yeah when, when, when I when I shut off the scared villager part of me, I thought uh, I, I thought to myself, you know, it, if this if this becomes perfected and this becomes like a routine medical procedure, this could help a lot of people.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, this is life-changing. You know, once it's perfected, my gosh, I I mean, being able to move your legs cuz you're thinking of it, that's crazy.
0: Right. And look, personally, I don't care for Elon Musk. No, I don't. But either. putting that aside, I think this has great potential to, to be very helpful right. uh, to a lot of people in the future. So um, although Elon Musk gets on my nerves, I'm definitely rooting for him here. Same. Uh, so the United States, they've been retroactively awarded a gold medal from the 2022 Beijing Olympics in the team event after Russian figure skater. And I'm probably going to butcher this. Camila Vilevas was handed a four year ban for doping. So, Look, this is great that the USA got another gold medal. I'm all about the USA dominating the Olympics. It's the most p- probably patriotic thing about me is I just love to see <laughs> the United States dominate in the medal count. <laughs> but uh, this investment investigation- <laughs> <yeah. laughs> should be the new national anthem. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love our national anthem. Nothing gets me pumped up more than before, like, a big sporting event and they're singing the national anthem and they just, like, pan to all, like, the players, like, looking intense and ready to go. The Rockets' red glare, the bombs bursting in air. How can that not get you fired up? Throwing a flyover.
2: (laughs) Chef's kiss.
0: Man, the the national anthem slaps. Anyway. (laughs) Uh... This investigation needs to continue because look, this Russian figure skater, she's 17 now, which means when she was caught doping, she was, she's, she's a child now. She was an even younger child back then. And I don't think she did this on her own volition. She was probably forced and intimidated, maybe abused into doing this. And we need to find out who was forcing this child to dope because there are probably more of them and they're probably abusing these children. And I'm sure that this young woman who is forced into doing something she did not want to do, she's probably facing harsh penalties in in Russia right now.
2: I would say that's an accurate assumption, unfortunately, Mike.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm glad I'm glad to see a, a, a wrong righted and I'm glad the United States benefited from it. But this kid got a raw deal. All right, so the emission, we, we uh, heard from Lieutenant Mike Shaw earlier in the show uh, when he talked to JR Morning yesterday about the new HOV lanes, but they're uh, also reminding motorists to slow down and move over when they see vehicles pulled off on the side of the road after the death of Trooper Joel Pop last Wednesday. Now, Trooper Pop, he was investigating a suspected drunk driver pulled over on northbound 75, excuse me, near Birch Run when an 81-year-old motorist lost control around the curve and struck Pop, who died at the hospital Mm. of his injuries later on. And and he's the second state trooper hit this month.
2: Yeah, Um, he's the sixth in a year. Oh, my God. In a year?
0: Oh, in in 12 months. That's still six too many, obviously. Of course. Um, State law requires drivers to slow down to at least 10 miles an hour under the speed limit and move over for vehicles when flashing. Uh, when it's safe to do so. Sometimes there's a jerk that won't let you over. So if you can't get over, still slow down. Right,
2: right. And Governor Gretchen Whitmer has ordered all the flags to be lowered today at the state capitol and public buildings in memory of Joel Pop. his funerals today.
0: Yeah, and uh, I believe he is, uh, it's at Saginaw Valley State University in their big auditorium, which obviously is, is well-deserved. He yeah. is survived by his wife and a young daughter, only 39 so
2: And his daughter's um, only two. Ugh. it's heartbreaking.
0: Yeah. And, and I think I, I think people need to be reminded of this because um, I remember hearing about it when the laws went into effect or you do hear about it after something like this happens. But I think I think most people forget.
2: Sure. Or they're not paying attention and it's too late and they can't get over it or slow down in time.
0: Yeah, and I think, obviously, 99 times out of 100, if you don't slow down, you just pass without incident. Right. But, you know, if you, you move over, you slow down, the likelihood of that um, decreases even more. All right, first thing, Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale, WJR. And as always, heading into JR morning, we bring in Guy, Lloyd, and Jamie. And uh, guys, the government, they found me. They've called me into jury duty, and uh-huh. I am torn between wanting to do my civic duty and wanting to be dismissed before lunch.
1: Is it county or federal?
0: I believe it's county. It's at uh, it's at the Murph. Oh, the Frank Murphy. Frank Murphy. Just- oh, I okay. just
4: did that. I oh, just you did? did that. Yeah. How um, long ago? Um, probably a month ago. Yeah, or so. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
5: There are a few things. I got my checks in the mail <laughs> that are more important <laughs> than that, Mike. I know and it is so and it, important.
2: I know, and That's now and now you've been schooled by Guy, so you better. I know.
5: <laughs> yeah, I
2: got. Public I got hammered race, for so. going
5: full dad yesterday on uh, you lose <laughs> yourself, but I'm going to go there again. I just, you know, when you really look at it, your vote. Is one of millions. Your yeah. vote on that jury is one of twelve that will determine the future of someone's life.
1: Yeah, I've, I've been on jury duty uh, in Oakland County. we didn't the case didn't go through because they settled before <laughs> before wow. it started. So I was so I go.
5: got into the box and the judge said, by the way, do any of you know anyone that's actually before the court today? And I looked over and at the defense table was my boss's husband.
1: Oh,
5: <laughs>
2: dismissed.
5: And I, I said. I got it. I said I can be objective, but I just gotta tell you that his wife signs my checks
1: well I had just interviewed the judge the day before oh, oh.
5: <laughs> well, <that>
4: was...
0: <laughs> yeah well i i, I, I might I, I might try to pull both of those today I don't know uh so <laughs> no you't you know, feel
4: bad about yourself
0: yeah well, so Jamie, let me ask you, did you pull the i I'm a member of the local media card and did it work or no?
4: No, I pulled no cards. I just went. I brought my book. I sat there till about lunchtime until they dismissed me. But a lot of people in the room knew who I was. Yeah. So I got a lot of talking to's about, you know, different <laughs> stories.
5: You could, it got everybody's opinions on the lions, the wings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I could see. I could
0: see people going up to Jamie and be like, uh, they're going to go all the way this year. They're going to go all the way this year. <laughs> I find That's the Tigers
5: guilty of not spending enough on free agents. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean here honestly what I, what I'm hoping for is that I get like a one day trial because I don't want this to be a multi day thing, but I think it would be fun to sit in on uh, on a jury that like um will, will be determined by the end of the day. And and most of them are you know one day trials, right?
1: Well, it depends. Mm-hmm. It depends.
2: Yeah. If you have if a you civil all trial. trial. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. If you have a civil trial sometimes they can, but if you get a criminal trial, that could that could go a little bit. Well, if I
0: see any of Donald Trump's lawyers in the courtroom, I'll see you guys in two weeks. (laughs) Well, some great news, by the way, yesterday. I thought when I saw this story that uh, people were posting uh, old links from a year ago uh, with Ben Johnson. I think this was a shock to everybody. Too good to be true.
4: Yeah, I cannot believe it.
0: To me, I thought to me, I said this is going to be the toughest vacancy to fill. I mean, Mm -hmm. there. Ben Johnson is playing just a different game than the rest of the NFL. And although I have faith in Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell and, and Jared Goff, um that loss would have hurt and and we get to postpone it for a year.
4: Yep. I I don't think and, it was money. I think he just looked at the opportunities and how long it would take to make them winners and we got a good thing going here mm-hmm. and his wife and family like it here and he's just like, "Well, he
5: has a great quarterback, a great O-line. He has something to work with. You look he at the does. commanders and the Seattle Seahawks and going, oh. It's gonna
0: yeah. Be and I think there is something to be said of that. I mean, you know, he he's obviously his job is to observe and analyze. And maybe he just didn't see a job out there that would be worth leaving this job because, you know, there are reports that he wanted. He was asking these teams for too much money. And then I just read a post by Adam Schefter that said that his deal with the Lions haven't been hasn't been reworked at all. So, right. Um, That's why I, I
4: don't think it's money.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I, I I think maybe if he was asking for a lot of money, it was it was that scenario where, all right, if I'm going to leave this great job, uh, it, it has yeah. to be worth it, yeah, or I'm right. going to yeah. stay.
1: Yeah.
5: Meantime, he's looking in his crystal ball, and he's saying there could be openings with the Chiefs and the Cowboys next year.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and we'll see. Yeah, maybe he's just uh, waiting for for a good gig. But it doesn't matter either way. We got him. We got him for one more year. The team's going to be one year older, one year wiser, and, uh, you know, got to expect another good run. Jr. J. Morning coming up. The brand-new high occupancy vehicle lane restrictions on I-75 through Troy. They're now in effect, and police have actually been enforcing them since Monday.
2: And you have questions. We have questions. And Lieutenant Mike Shaw from the Michigan State Police answered those questions on Jr. Morning.
1: Michigan State police troopers have hit the road with a new mission, cracking down on drivers, misusing the recently implemented carpool lanes on I-75. These HOV, or high-occupancy vehicle lanes, stretch from 12 Mile Road to South Boulevard in Oakland County. They've been open since October. However, enforcement was delayed as the necessary administrative processes were finalized. Well, that wait is over. And joining us on the JR Morning Live line is Michigan State Police First Lieutenant, mike shaw lieutenant shaw welcome back to jr morning well thanks for having me let let our listeners know exactly what constitutes improper use of these lanes
3: so basically these lanes is going to be the far left lane is going to be from they're basically from 12 mile to south boulevard on i-75 and basically what these lanes say is that you have to have two or more people driving in your vehicle to use these lanes during certain hours and those hours are 6 to 9 and then 3 to 6 Monday through Friday. Uh, other than that, you know, the lane's free to use by everyone. But during those hours, um, those lanes are restricted to vehicles that have more than one occupant in those cars or trucks.
4: I heard someone say human occupant. Your dog doesn't count?
3: Your dog doesn't count. Uh, Mannequins doesn't count. (laughs) Uh, Anything else that you may think that would be kind of cool. My multiple uh, personalities don't count. That's all one guy. Doesn't count. Uh, So (laughs) all those things. And and basically what this does is um, they've gone through and they've looked at these lanes and supposedly they they reduce congestion and things like that. So um, you know just plan ahead If, if. these lanes really, really upset you. Find a buddy to drive to work with, and you'll be
4: fine. How will you enforce it if there's a single rider? Oh, yep, it's pretty,
3: easy. Uh, yeah, it pretty simple uh, as we're driving on the road. And, again, you know, the HOV police are not going to be out there. Uh, we, we have a lot going on, and our main you know, goal is traffic safety. So if we're out there doing traffic enforcement, uh, looking for other things, and you happen to zoom by a trooper, which happens more often than you think, and uh, they happen to look over there and you're in the high occupancy lane during one of those time frames and you're the only one in the vehicle, uh, you have a good chance of getting pulled over and having a discussion with uh, that trooper. As as you pull people over,
5: um, I is is this one of those things that you'll be looking for it or will, will it be something else involved will it be will this be a primary or will you be looking for something other infraction and will you be delivering warnings or tickets
3: So anything that goes there, and and this is just like any other traffic law, right? About 85% of it is by compliance. Most 85% of the people that drive on the road are going to do what the law asks, be it speeding, HOV lanes, hands-free law, all that kind of stuff. Then you got about another 10% that are going to look for the cop, and if they don't see one, then they're going to try to test it a little bit. And then you have that last 5% that just don't like life, and they're going to protest everything possible out there, and they're just going to do whatever they want. So uh, for us, this is primary enforcement, so uh, just driving in the HOV lane is enough to get you pulled over, and then it's up to that trooper. And I always tell people when I work the road, um, if I pull you over and we have a conversation about something and it's cordial and, you know, there's no <laughs> – trying to deny things that you know i obviously saw more than likely i, I was not a big ticket writer I, I would give you a warning for that don't do it again you know if there's something that where you just protested so much that you didn't do whatever it is then i got to write it down for you so you understand exactly what was going on so that's kind of how i look at it and most troopers and officers are the same way
1: what are the penalties uh lieutenant shaw
3: So that's up to the court system. Um, There's certain penalties that are written into the law, and then you add costs and fines and things like that. So depending on what court you end up uh, in that stretch depends on what the fine could be. So the best way to go about it is just drive in the lane when you're supposed to, and don't drive in the lane when you're not, and you won't have to worry about the cost of that fine.
4: Does your baby count? Is that a high-occupancy vehicle?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, your baby counts in a car seat. Oh. oh, there you go, That's it. and it's been about six months, Lieutenant Shaw, uh, since the hands-free law. How is that going? And are you still, you know, seeing that you have to pull people over because they're on have their phones in their hands?
3: Uh, yes, so that one's going to be is proving a little tougher for drivers out there. I, let's face it; we depend on our phones for everything. Uh, so just because you get in a vehicle, uh, some people are so addicted to them phones that they're not going to be able to to stop themselves if it bings or rings or something like that um so we're still seeing people and again you know it's about the same percentage of people at mm-hmm. 85 you know then you'll get the few that um will kind of try to sneak it to where they're hoping that they uh, you know the police officers don't see it out there and then five percent that just firmly believe that they can do whatever they want and they're just going to continue to do so um so we're, we're still seeing people on there and, you know, you don't have to be a cop to, to see it. I'm sure all three of you coming into work or going home today, will see somebody on the phone. Uh, I saw a reporter today uh, post on, uh, on X about uh, us enforcing the HOV lane while using his phone to record the HOV lane. So. Um, <laughs> oh, perfect. Unfort-
4: Double whammy. <laughs>
3: yeah. So unfortunately, you know, um, there, there are still some folks out there that uh, are still having trouble with it. And, and let's face it again, it's not even about the ticket or anything like that. Um, that distracted driving is killing people on our roadways. And we're seeing increasing traffic crashes and we're seeing increases in fatal accidents out there. We just want people to, you know, put the phone down. If you know that you have trouble with that certain application, put it in your glove box, throw it in the trunk, Uh whatever's going on can wait till you get to your destination
5: well and some of those be- being people being killed our Michigan State troopers we know we lost um Joel uh, Pop uh, last week there i have been scammers out there calling people in their homes saying hey uh, we're raising money for trooper Pop's family please give to us it's a scam so how do we assist this family i know there is the Michigan State Troopers assistance fund which is legit, it's a five oh one c three how do we give to it
3: Mike yep, so basically what you can do is you can go michigan.gov dot forward slash joel pop and that'll have everything about uh from the press release from the very beginning uh to the address for m staff that you can send it to um to the funeral arrangements the visitation everything about um this trooper service uh is on that website, and that's what I recommend to everyone. Um, there are some GoFundMe counts that are legitimate, um, but I always tell people it's, it's always hard to tell, right? I mean, unfortunately, there right. are people out there that are going to take advantage of everybody. But if you want to know for sure that that money is going to his family, uh, you want to go to that website, uh, look for M staff, uh, give that donation right there. And-